When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, dude? Yo, we haven't been allowed to talk because we have this podcast. That's true. <laughs> did we end up skipping a week? We didn't. We didn't end up skipping a week. As people can probably imagine. So now Ben and I aren't friends because we have this podcast. And so whenever I go, hey, Ben, <laughs> did you hear about this thing? He goes, don't tell me. No, shh, shh, this is great shh, podcast material. Shh, <laughs> talk about it on the podcast. Uh, no, there's others. No, we could talk business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's interesting pop culture. No, doesn't matter. We will sacrifice our friendship in the name of podcast for the thousand people who listen. <laughs> it's growing, dozens of them. What about the what about the <laughs> listeners, man? The listeners. The you listeners? know, I did click our. It made me feel good, and that this is this is a product of a small audience, and I appreciate it tremendously. So I clicked our podcast reviews, and they're all five star right now. Yeah, yeah, it's great because you know it's it's this size, and they're on average, even still, obviously, so kind and, yeah, and happy we exist compared to our youtube comments yeah we've hit a size where people treat us like a corporation which is there are no humans behind this yeah yeah they can just say whatever mean <laughs> they there want. are monsters behind this yeah. or gods you know what i mean like either this is brilliant or this is hot but there's definitely no people yeah. contributing to this yeah and so it was refreshing to read uh kind things about us, us as, as humans, humans. Yeah. yes yes that was nice but so we, we didn't skip a week. and That's because th- our research hit a snafu. A snafu. A lot of the stuff is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we're working it out. Yeah. No, we also have a different research routes. So you... Uh, yeah, we did. We sure did. <laughs> Let's, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So I, I thought this is what we were both going to do. I found people running ayahuasca circles, psilocybin circles, ketamine clinics, and I asked them, What's the legality of what you yeah. do, and how did you get started? What did you do? Well, dude, this is just different circles we run in. So uh, <laughs> you made your three phone calls and found one guy who is probably going to run some of the bigger ketamine clinics. Yeah. You know, another person who, like, does these ayahuasca. Like, dude, a friend like, of my friend is the lead clinician in the MAPS trials. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. the first guy to get yeah. MDMA clearance. Yes. And I just got that through, like, calling a buddy. So this is Ben calling his friends. I call my friend. I go a friend of a friend. And I get... I go the woo-woo route. (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm on a coaching call uh, where I can use my subconscious mind to learn anything about anything. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Past, present, or future? Past, present, or future. Wow, impressive. And, And... and it was $100 for an hour. Wow. And now I know everything. Interesting. I don't know everything. If you tell me this will be the lottery number tomorrow, I could tell you if that's true or false. Oh, really? Yes. So can we just should we just run through all the yeah, probabilities? Yeah, go ahead. Just start with one. <laughs> one, 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 one. No, one, 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 no, one, 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 two. Oh, no, we did. That was it. Angel, cancel the podcast. Go buy a lot of tickets. <laughs> no, it was interesting, and I don't. It was. Uh, Have you was, asked him why he doesn't? Well, play no, there the was stock so, so we, there were pieces of the call that I did like, and I also and I, you true falses would always work, right? Like, is the market going? Well, up let or me down? let me explain what it was. So it it was. I, and I keep an truly an open mind about all of this. I know I, you're amazing because I'm I'm much saucier than you when i deal with these people well i think it's important because 
Take hypnosis, for example. Yeah, yeah. It sounds ludicrous. And to some of you listening, it might sound ludicrous. Except if you're pulled on stage and next thing, you know, then you're like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And I've so been hypnotized. We've had this experience and then we did hypnosis classes and then we learned how to hypnotize people and you can create incredible effects via hypnosis. It looks like magic. Well, it smells like magic. It's real. In my case, you could have could at have. one point. Yes. I'm, yes. Too, I'm out. I'm rusty. I can't. Yeah. You can. Sure. So... I'm useless now. I, I try to keep an open mind about these sorts of things. So people say aura reading, chakras. I go, listen, not familiar, open to the concept, totally, and would love to find that there's a, in a totally new branch of No, me for too. Me to I just like to test them scientifically. So this yes. guy's like, you say anything, I'll tell you if it's true or not. I'm like, great. Yeah. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? S&P, up or down tomorrow. <laughs> okay? This particular stock, up or down. I, just I want you to I would just do 20 of them. Right along with I would me. just do yeah. 20 of them. And then if he goes 20 for 20... I'm in. I'm out. I'm in. If you never see me on the podcast again, you know what happened. <laughs> I found the guy. Yeah. So, but here's, I, I think what happens with a lot of this stuff, and I, and it could be wrong because I didn't actually do the tests. These were the claims that were made and fantastic claims were made. Fantastic evidence was not provided. So let's put it at a maybe at this point. Okay. But what it, what was interesting, and I did learn something, and he, teach, he taught me this pendulum technique, which is a way of asking your subconscious mind how it feels the entire idea of the subconscious is you're not conscious of it you mm. don't know so what you would do is you would grab you would train yourself you would go this means yes and you would grab a pen dangled from a string and forward this means no and you would do this and you would just kind of beat that into your body for 30 seconds each this is yes this is no this is yes you do it with high emotion and then you can ask yourself questions you know I'm feeling confident about XYZ like you know I I'm excited about like stuff that you might not feel know your internal answer to mm -hmm. like this is good for me you, it's it's a way to get in touch with your gut feeling which i found that's awesome yeah that's cool it was expanded to the universal unconscious because now 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 the claim is i can tap into anything the universal unconscious knows it means i can know things about you mm. and at that point i go look I think that it's possible that I could go, Ben was happy with me today. And while I might not have consciously registered that you were pissed, I could have unconsciously picked yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah. And I could and I could learn something that I didn't know. I'm glad you brought this up. Should we talk about it on the podcast? <laughs> but what I wouldn't know is like Ben was born on, you know, lucky court. I, yeah. there's, I would have no possible way. So I'm into I, – I, Well, but here's the thing. I'm down. You want to play universal conscious? Yeah. I am so game. Yeah. I we should have a it. birthday. Sure. Yes. <laughs> let's just let's just play what month is it? Like we can do this. Yeah. So and that's how I feel. Kind of like super open to all of this. I told him that I wanted proof, and then the proof that he sort of gave me was like, uh, "I'm gonna ask you a question, and you're gonna get it right." Yeah. Like, is this person better at martial arts than this person? I was like, "Dude, I know what you want the answer to be." He's doing this. <laughs> well, no, it's because it was he compared him to Chuck Norris. He's some guy I've never heard of versus Chuck Norris. Yeah. And he was excited. I was like, "Dude, I know that this is your sensei." Like. I, this is like my conscious mind is telling me. It's like, yes, and I trained with him, and he is better. And it was unconvincing. Now, I'm not going to throw it out because I didn't disprove. We never did it. We never threw no, it out. And I give him. So we know someone who believes in oh, what's the thing called where you can see anywhere on the planet? Oh, remote viewing. Remote viewing. Believes in remote viewing. Yes. That's sick. You can, without any equipment, know what's happening at any point in the world. That's yeah. a freaking superpower, and it's amazing. Yeah. Go into that room. <laughs> I will hold up fingers. some yeah. fingers. You have it's a one in ten <laughs> shot, even when you're guessing. We'll do it ten times. Yeah, you should go ten for ten. If you can just, if you should go eight for ten, and I'd be well, like, you're if mm -hmm. you're sitting here and not remote yeah. viewing, you'd go ten for ten. Yeah, you're like seven, <laughs> five, you get it. Yeah. So if you can remote view, just go in there. Yeah. If you go ten for ten, I'm in. We don't have to do an eleventh. 
So that is I how say, I feel. Just test it. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I want you to teach me remote viewing. I yeah. want you to teach me universal consciousness. Like I'm on your team yes. skeptically. That's it's, how I do it. But that's what I try to explain. And at some point, he was just very enthusiastic about it. I was not getting the proof that I wanted. And I just let it go because I I wasn't there to yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to expose or prove because, you know, he's, he's doing happy with his life. And that, that's great. So that was the route that I went. I do th- the reason that I did that is because I want this this thing that we eventually do to be holistic, right? It's not mm-hmm. just about like take this substance and feel better. Like yeah, I yeah. want to come at it from well, if we find a substance that works, <laughs> yeah, literally take this pill. They had someone said ketamine does it for depression. Uh, I've heard it, yeah, MDMA they've, for PTSD. They've done studies where because I, I thought it was guided. I was like, yeah, ketamine and guided. And I was talking to my friend. He's like. No, they've actually shown you just yeah. give someone ketamine once a week for four weeks and then they don't have depression. It's like that can't be true. Well, and I'm sure you oversimplified, yeah, yeah. but let's, let's let's holster that. But anyway, so that's what I did. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> not as fruitful, and so here we are. <laughs> Do you want to join a call on Friday with my friend who runs a psilocybin uh, retreat in Amsterdam? Sure, I'd like to do that. Cool. Yeah. So let's chat couple things. I, I don't even recognize my notes from this week, but the first one. <laughs> did you listen to or watch Bernie Sanders on Joe Rogan? No. So it was interesting. Were you going to bring this up, Angel? I saw you flinch over there. Like, <laughs> oh, I think he's just excited. <laughs> no, I don't have that story. Uh, so he was he was on Joe Rogan, and there was a couple interesting... I had a lot of reactions to it. One, I watched it a couple days. It had a seven and a half million views. Out of curiosity, I looked up the debates. Roughly nine million v- views. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan also has listeners. This means, and I think this is perhaps the biggest story, the Democratic primary debate has 9 million people watch each person speak for 30 seconds. Yeah, in yeah sound it's divided bites. by 17. To Bernie Sanders had an hour, and Joe's like, I know you got to go. And my, my one thing for Bernie's like, dude, you don't have to go. Yeah. This is perhaps the most valuable yeah, yeah. airtime you will get. Do not leave that seat. It's the reason that Andrew Yang is still in the race, is Joe Rogan. Yeah. So I think that's incredible, and I think if you start to see mainstream media start talking about how Joe Rogan is dark web, and they don't like wait for they're that. trying to take him down. Oh, because dude, he, he is a major threat to the monopoly of power and sure. information. What channels the debate on? Like CNN or something? Who cares? Well, I'm just saying you're saying that Joe Rogan reaches <laughs> more people than yes. I think it was like I think it was a major station. Yeah. Now, will he top the? Uh, the regular debates two people i don't know but he might the thing is, it's this interesting is still though you're, getting what you're views. saying again someone's got to hire you to to be a consultant what you're saying is if you're a democratic primary candidate get on joe rogan i don't and you could probably do it with three other similarly he sized would take people. everyone he's had tulsi gabbard he's had everyone well, i'm saying get on joe rogan maybe tim ferris yeah. find out whoever's that size and just like and they've all said it. I've Podcasting. heard Andrew Yang saying that that Joe Rogan was an inflection point. I think Jordan Peterson said Joe Rogan was a huge like yeah, yeah. shift. He's got Joe. What insane... about the charisma guys? <laughs> the charisma. The people want to know. <laughs> we got to run for president. So Damn that w- that was the first interesting thing. But there was a, there was a lot of interesting pieces to it. The second interesting thing is that I liked a lot of what Bernie said, and I was not shocked because it's well, kind of. They the comments were like pretty like thumbs up on bernie and he did give opinions with which you could disagree mm-hmm. it wasn't just we're gonna win right it wasn't slogans it was i don't necessarily and there were this is the problem slash advantage there were proposals of, if he did a bunch of things there was a handful i didn't like and i was like i don't want that i don't want that and i've never <coughs> had that feeling listening to a debate <laughs> well yeah the debates are substanceless <laughs> they're substanceless yeah. and so it's interesting i wonder is is it a disadvantage <sighs> go ahead 
You need to cough? Sorry, I'm okay. Do your I'm thing. good now, sorry. <laughs> you know you can mute your mic, right? I'm so distracted today, sorry. Do your thing. Can you I? I have no idea how. Yeah, there's a, there's a button on the mic thing. It says mute. We'll t- no, on the, we'll, I'll show you that. Okay, yeah, this. sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I'm good now. You sure? Want yeah. some water? No, I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> so, the, the, uh, where was I? Should we edit that out or keep it in? Ah, who cares? It's riveting. It was so fascinating. <laughs> so, so, Joe Rogan, you disagreed with I disagreed with Bernie. And... That was an interesting feeling, which I don't often get about politicians. I get, I like this guy, I feel good, but not I have a policy disagreement yeah, almost yeah. ever. Yeah. And that was fascinating. You were pretty pro-wall, I remember. <laughs> you were just like, <laughs> build it both sides. I was Canada kidding. too. I was kidding, guys. That's going to get taken out of context. <laughs> Who cares? Um, yeah. So the, the, it was, he was talking about, for instance, uh, forgiving student debt. Yeah. And personally, I just worked pretty hard to pay yeah, off my yeah, student yeah. debt. It, I'm not, I, well, I haven't thought about it. I actually have a gripe with that one mm-hmm. versus universal basic income, which I, I'm not a proponent of. Mm-hmm. But student debt is weird because let's say there's two people born into families that don't have money. And one decides that rather than take on 200 grand of debt, they are going to forget college and go become a plumber, construction worker. They're going to learn a skill that pays them well. Mm-hmm. And the other one goes to college. And gets a sociology degree. And $200,000. And $200,000 of that. <laughs> Why should we pay that person $200,000 and not pay anything to the person who's working their butt off as a construction worker? Because they just knew that that was actually the smarter financial decision. Mm-hmm. We're almost punishing people for making a good decision. Yeah. Well, That's my take. So he, he then also wants to make it free. He wants to make college education free, which I think is another... That I like. I hate that. Why? College sucks, man. College is the most bloated. He, there's this conflation yeah, but the who whole cares time. If it's free. Some countries make you go to the military. We'll oh, just yeah, have yeah, people yeah. go into the workforce <laughs> at 21. I think college is detrimental to, to learning. I, I think uh, I there's think there's a massive conflation of education. Dude, you went to Penn. You don't get it. <laughs> like Penn is it, it gave you your network that you called. Some of whom these guys are college friends who have gone on to start these businesses. Yeah. And like that's that's what Penn gave you in a way. That's not the average college experience. And there was a massive conflation with education. His education is important. I'm on board. So we gotta pay for college. No. Well, I'm saying <laughs> I just don't care what an eighteen to twenty one year old does. If our entire eighteen to twenty one year old populace is not GDP producing because they spend four years sure. partying and kinda learning. Whatever. If that's, into, our, if that's what we decide, I don't care. I just think there's way better ways to party and learn. I'm not maybe not better ways to party. Yeah. <laughs> better ways to learn. I, I he seems it makes me he seems to not get that like all of Harvard's classes are on the internet. You can yeah, learn yeah. any of this stuff. The internet is out there. You don't need to pay these bloated institutions money to hand you a rubric and tell you what to do. If anything, that got in the way of us creating value in the in the world. Yeah, but most people don't want to be entrepreneurs. I I think if I were encouraging, I would, you know, if I have children one day and if I am mentoring people, I'll say, look, there's nothing wrong with being an employee. But square one should be to figure out not how can you – like he talks about jobs like there are these things that need to be provided to you. Like mm. the government needs to make jobs as opposed to a job is something you do for someone else. Yeah. And in return, you receive money. And the causality is backwards. Like you're supposed to create, provide value, help in yeah, some yeah, way. For something. For exactly. Someone. And not just be provided with this thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and it made me miss Andrew Yang. And go, man, I wish that you'd shout it at the debates because we don't need jobs. We, don't, we need fulfilling things to do. Yeah, while you don't being need someone able... turning a crank that exactly. does nothing just so they can go, I'm working. Look at this thing get turned. Yeah. yeah. So so his heart 
for me, seemed to be in the right place. But I disagree strongly with with paying for college or incentivizing college. Nice. And uh, similarly with... Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, so yeah. Joe Rogan got 9 million views. This podcast will probably do the same. Yeah. So Joe was positive. You're negative. No, I'm not trying to we'll be negative. He, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, this is my other thought on Bernie was... So Hillary went up against Trump, and they both played the soundbite game, right? And Trump is going to kill you. He's yeah. going to kill anyone in the soundbite game. And I imagine Joe Biden going up against Trump, and I imagine him playing the soundbite game, right? There's, I, I don't know that Ber- Bernie can't win the soundbite game, but he might be able to take a completely different tact and try substance. Not from what <laughs> I've seen, because when he talks about the substance, yeah. he's too nuanced. Yeah. So what he's, they're like, oh, are you going to raise taxes? And instead of being like, that's a dumb question. The question is, am I going to give more money to 95% of Americans? And the mm-hmm. answer is yes. And I'm going to do it by taxing the richest 5%, which means you make 10 million or more. Yeah. That's a good answer. And instead, he goes, well, I am going to raise taxes because here's the thing. And you're just like, he's learned no. on this podcast. He only talked and I get he only talked about taxing rich people. Yeah. But, yeah. He's, he's learned. Good. Yeah, that was my gripe with him last. He, he, I forget what interview, but he gave one. I was just like, dude, I like what you're saying. Yeah. And what you're saying is turning me like, sure. <laughs> if you phrase this differently, I'm a proponent. But yeah. so no, he was bad. So what I was thinking about is there's these shifts in who wins the presidency. I don't understand it completely, but I imagine when radio came in, that was, I don't know the story, but I imagine that there was massive shifts in who could win the sure, presidency. They said, they said, I think. JFK maybe was well, one then JFK of TV, was the TV right? guy, right? So then this new format comes out, the TV, JFK wins. You're saying someone's going to win the podcast. The 24-hour news cycle comes in. Trump doesn't win without a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. He gets crushed by someone who's already lived in the White House, right? So to beat this guy who is the dominant force of the 24-hour news cycle, you need a different format. And this is a chance, right? These podcasts, these long-form things, they are different formats in which he would he would crush Trump. I think he would smash him in, in if, if he could make this the battlefield on which they played. And so that's, that's what I'm thinking about. I, I think about this with our videos. We broke, we broke through not because we had great content, but because we, we innovated on the format. We mm-hmm. did the charisma breakdown, not because I'm so fascinating. And I think that's going to be where somebody can beat the master of the current format is going, we're not going to play your game. We're going to play this different game. It's not held on C- CBS or NBC or any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the internet. And uh, that's that actually I know that Bernie is winning in a lot of head to head polls, but I think that's false hope for Bernie people because he hasn't been smashed by Trump yet. Mm -hmm. And once Trump punches you in the face and and decides to give you your nickname and whatever, you're in trouble. Yeah. And Bernie's got a lot of holes. I see him sitting there and this is this is name one reason an atheist Jew could possibly (laughs) have a weakness. I'll tell you why. And I think I think of it from a charisma perspective. He's he's old. Yeah. He's got a hunch, and he looks – you don't see it often because he's in these shirts. He's he's built like this. He's, yeah, yeah. he's hunched forward, and he looks frail. doesn't mean that he couldn't be president. But, man, when he stands next to Donald Trump, who is, I think, considerably taller and can still do this and hold his chin up, that's going to have an impact on people when sure. they stand next to each other. Sure. And What if Bernie just refuses to ever stand on stage with him? Well, the Joe Rogan angle is good for him. It is. He still hunches, but it's got this 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 downward thing that makes everyone look small. I'm not debating Trump. Yes. Trump's a dick. <laughs> and I don't know how to do it, but it did it, – I think that's that's how you beat an incumbent president. And everybody's talking about how Trump's got low approval ratings. I think you're going to watch him yeah, yeah. just pick apart people once once the third – the herd thins. 
So, yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of thoughts. I think Bernie stands a chance. I think he's got to do things differently. I disagreed with a lot of what he said, but I liked a lot of what he said as well. And he made me miss Andrew Yang. He made me miss technologies here. We don't want jobs anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> so let me see if I wrote anything else down about him. Uh, yeah, the jobs. Yeah. So I that was one. it. It's a hard pivot. Go for it. We had another, we had another fatality in the open relationship world. Oh, yeah. Mr. Aubrey Marcus yeah. and Whitney, whatever her last name is. <laughs> Not Marcus, yeah. Uh, they have broken up after seven years. So for those as who do- two people who used to do open relationships. Yeah. It felt, his story felt very similar to yeah. ours. Well, we haven't talked about this. So we, we did open relationships. Exactly, yeah. That's why I thought it would be interesting. Yeah. So another fatality, another one bites the dust. So, similar lessons learned. And, and I think before we even get into this, relationships end, period. Yeah. That's what they do, right? Uh, open, closed, whatever. Particularly when you're not married. You think marriage has a not good chance before you're married? Oh, yeah. It's probably I not I wonder what last. percentage of relationships, if you're just like, you're pre-marriage, what are the odds this lasts till you die? Sure. I wonder what it would be. Mm, Single I mean, digits for your, sure. Do but your I'm own life. Yeah. <laughs> right? But, and another thing is, it's not a failure if you learn, grow, have a wonderful time with that person, And if it was enjoyable when you did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. The problem is when people, when it's good for a certain period of time and then it lasts twice that length. Yeah. That's when you have an issue. Yeah. But no, what I mean, I listened to it. I haven't listened to a ton of his podcasts. I knew that he was out there doing this. But we did open relationships. And one of the things that we experienced. Not with each other, just to clarify. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> right? I was like, what are you doing today? I'm going to go hang out with Ben. What about, t- well, Ben as well tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. We don't make love to each other, but we do make girlfriends jealous. That's yeah. true. But so, I mean, I think we both did it from a desire to not feel constrained, which I know a lot of people, men and women, feel when they enter into a relationship. True. Not everybody, but you can't you like this person you love this person but that doesn't stop you from desiring to get to know be attracted to other people Mm -hmm. and that was what we felt and so we're like okay i want to try this it exists out there in the world let's give it a go Mm -hmm. and you know if you know fair is fair if i'm going to do it then you need that freedom too and often the women that we dated were like i don't really want that i don't you know want to go out i dated someone (laughs) who so we was like yeah we have to be we have to do this exactly the same because that's what's a good relationship yeah so we'll both hook up with other people. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I don't really have that desire. I was like, well, but you should because I read a book on it. There's a lot of really bad books on open relationships. Yeah. I, was, I had such a good, well-intentioned heart yeah. doing this. But I was like, we'll both do it and it'll be great. And she hooked up with somebody and then called me and was crying. She's like, I hated it. And I was like, well, the, but the book said. <laughs> Let me refer to like, chapter I couldn't six. process the, the experience and just be like, this isn't for you. And we don't need to have a perfect mirror. Like, yeah. sure, I paid for everything. We didn't have a mirror in that regard. Yeah. Uh, but instead I was just like, well, hold on. I don't know what to do here. Let me look up what other people say. Yeah. Ignore this personal experience I had. Yeah. And it, it was just stupid of me. And I, it sounded like Aubrey was in a similar, well, different in the fact that they did both want to hook up with other people, but yeah. Well, what I, what I related to, and I mean the jealousy and the trying to talk yourself out of it, mm-hmm. I was like, Phew. there are, it- for people who don't know, Aubrey has gone publicly said his yeah. relationship was open and he hated when she would hook up other people. It Maybe not every time, but there were times. Nauseous. Yeah. yeah. It would make him feel terrible. He would be upset for hours. Yeah. But in his mind, and, I, and I've done this and you've done this, is it's like the, the increase in happiness of it being open outweighs the decrease in happiness of it being open. And so we'll do it. You know what I mean? It'll be a seesaw. I'll be happy. You'll be sad. You'll be happy. Well, additionally, I'll be sad. there's a hope that you'll grow. There's a yes. hope that the, what you recognize is that 
this possessiveness that I feel is one, not tenable because I can't own you. I can't ensure that you will never cheat on me. I can't like none yeah, of this yeah. is guaranteed anyway. So why pretend? Right. And so there's this desire to grow and not and to be able to love someone without possessing them. And you're like, that's that's a noble goal. It sounds nice. And it sounds nice. And what I will tell you is that doing an open relationship like that taught me that I'm not as malleable as I thought I was. <laughs> I, I grew up, I was like, anything is possible. Like, maybe I can't play in the NBA, but any emotion I want to create, any anything, like, I can respond, I can choose my response. Man, that's not my experience. Yeah, you did I, everything. You did dude, NLP, hypnosis. Yeah. I don't even remember what I'm, else. You did a lot. I, tapping. I have so much respect, and it doesn't mean that you're fixed, but for your biological firmware, yeah. your biological hardware. I mean, I imagine it would be like trying to, if you're straight, trying to talk yourself into being gay, or if you're gay, trying to talk yeah. yourself into being straight through the power of positive thinking. And the flip side is, <laughs> I have a friend who's in an open relationship, and he just likes it. Yeah. So I like, I had to battle jealousy and read books on jealousy. Yeah. I brought a book called The Jealousy Workshop for people who have open relationships. I ask him, how's it going? He goes, oh, it's dope. It's great. I'm dating someone else. She's dating someone else. It's awesome. I like him. We get along. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What about the struggle? He's like, did you do the workbook? Yeah. What do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? I just like it. It's great. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're who's supposed to be in an open relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what I think what I what I come to think is that you have to explore and find out how you are built. And that that creates the possibilities for you in the world. And I didn't think that was the case. I I maybe one day I'll over I'll change, I'll overcome well, a I'll feel differently. I was even talking to a friend of mine. He's he's engaged, not married, and they're not completely Anyone can do anything. They have a, an open with rules, monogamish. You know, we can hook up with other people when we are traveling or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And I was talking, about, he's like, oh man, it's going really well. It's going really well. Like I've gotten to the point where it doesn't even bother me. I was like, well, hold on. Define doesn't bother you. As long as it's someone that she doesn't know and it's just once a month and we've made rules that there can't be relationships with emotions, it'll just be sexual. Well, those are going to break. Yeah. Over the course of a lifetime, you're going to have, you're going to sleep with someone and she's going to sleep with someone and it's going to last a year, but you won't get attached. Mm -hmm. That's going to break. Like your, yeah. your relationship can't be based on that because the other thing is what is forbidden just becomes desired. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you can only see this woman once a week and you can only text her once a day. When she texts you, you're just going to be like 7 p.m., 7 p.m. <laughs> can't wait. She sends you a nude or something. You're going to just be dying to see her. Mm -hmm. And it's actually going to devalue your primary relationship because we just want what we can't have. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I was like, when you say it's going well, do you mean it excites you or do you mean you can stomach it? Like, what if she did it every single day? No, no, that would break us. Like, yeah, we've yeah, tried yeah. that. It's like, I don't think you like open. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be enjoying this thing that is destined to break when one of you breaks the rules. But yeah, you're not my buddy who just is into this and doesn't need any restrictions because sure. he doesn't mind it. And there's and I think nothing that's a wrong tough... with being in a relationship that has uh, a visible end in sight. There's, sure. <laughs> there's sure. I was just telling, I was just, I mean, this is more for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about this yeah. or who's doing it. Cause I thought that that made sense to do. And what I've realized is I think if you are in a relationship where the rules upset you, so you make more rules to try to be less yeah. upset, you are not as well off as if you just found a relationship where with no rules, you each did what made the other one happy. Uh, well, there's always rules in relationships, right? The de we just have a default, which is you're not allowed to kiss, sleep with, or... or... Well, I'm saying maybe that's not for you if you don't mm -hmm. like that. I'm, sure. saying, I'm saying whatever your rules are. Mm -hmm. Like, figure out what you want, yeah. what you genuinely want. Like, that woman I was dating, she just wanted to see me. Mm -hmm. So that's what she should have done. 
Got it. You got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she and- didn't need a rule. She didn't need a restriction saying, hey, don't hook up other people. She just genuinely didn't want to. And when, when like, pushed to for our personal growth, she didn't like it. Yeah. So it's like, we don't need a rule. You just don't want to. Yeah. Whereas they have this rule where his woman would like to, and so they restrict it. And he would like to, so they restrict it. I think that's tough. Sure. That's tough. That's all tough. I mean, the biggest thing with relationships, I mean, we said, one, most of them fail. But two, most people pretend that they won't. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Is not that there's nothing wrong with relationships. It's the idea of relationships and the reality of relationships couldn't be more different. We're also weirdly, we're somehow told or messaged that we should not say when things are bad. Because I've noticed with couples, mm-hmm. even when I know them well, and I know things are just falling apart, just yeah. be, like we're on the, the border of a divorce. Mm-hmm. That day, there will be an Instagram post about my person, my love, my queen, my king. It's like, you don't have to post it all. Mm-hmm. You can post with your friends. But it's weird to me that you will you will have a horrible fight and then an hour later post about well, that's your necessary. king or your queen. That's necessary. And I think that that exposes what a relationship is for. And that's, that's probably the thing that ruins relationships is that it's not just for you two. It's to be seen by the world. And that is, I think, what screws so many of them up. Because if you were just focused on how the relationship is between me and you, it'd be easier to split. Yeah. But when it's got this performative thing on Instagram, and by the way, this is a tried and true rule. Uh, look to how often someone pose, posts on Instagram for an indication of their mental health. If you <laughs> see a spike in posts, they're having a horrible time. Yeah, and they're, trying to, get, they're dip, trying to feel good. Exactly. They're if you to get... see a dip, they're busy doing important things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're, like, they're just involved in their life. And so, yeah, more posts, particularly when they're inspirational and happy. Whew, like, and weirdly enough, I've some bad stuff. <laughs> the happiest couples I know don't post often about their relationship. They'll like be together. Yeah. They're like, oh, really enjoying Machu Picchu, and they're in the photo together. Mm-hmm. But, and I, this is just my anecdotal experience with the people who write huge captions about how great things are going mm-hmm. in their relationship are often having the worst time. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, you have to kind of do that to affirm that it's okay. And, but, but even going back a step to, the the split in what we expect and i realized this when i had a breakup and i was in an uber and i was not feeling good and i think i'm gonna marry you came on the radio <laughs> oh dude, I, I was like come on not this song <laughs> not this song and then the next song came on and it was thinking out loud and you're lazy and i was just like oh my god like what is happening here dude the power of music i told you this when i was 23 i was in a relationship i wanted to end I was unhappy. I had tried to end it before. I, I had guilt issues at the time. So if I wanted to end a relationship and the woman felt that she didn't want to end it, I just wouldn't. I yeah. would try and then she'd cry and then I'd just say, okay, I'll take you back. And I was sitting at her house with her family at one point and this song came on. I forget what it was. But it was some romantic John Mary hey there, song. Delilah. Yeah, something. Yeah. And I sat there and I was like, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I shouldn't end this relationship. <laughs> maybe what I have... Maybe I'm undervaluing what yeah. I have. And I, and I started to have all this doubt. That ends, and then California Girls by Katy Perry comes on with Snoop Dogg. And I was like, oh, my God. I almost just got hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, you did. And we talked about hypnosis. This is happening. You when It happens when you come back from vacation or you come back from a retreat. You don't realize how much stimulus that you don't notice is getting into your brain. Mm. And every movie, every song, every everything 
has an idealized notion of relationships. I mean, you like get together at the end and it, it's just perfect. I think I'm going to marry you. It's a crazy day. Let's just do it. Like, Well, most movies, they end with the couple getting together, mm -hmm. which is so funny because like we just talked about, 95% of those yeah. end. And even if it's like a marriage, that, that is the end of the movie, which oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes it's just the, we're dating. That will end. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because we romanticize the getting together part. And we don't really acknowledge that much in our songs and our pop culture and all the messaging we get from the age of five, how hard it is. Yeah. It's just very interesting. Yeah. And, and I think that's why so many people have, I think this is probably the area, because I look at people who have mastered wealth, mastered their fitness. And I mean, it's just like they have that on lock. Mm -hmm. Relationships seem to be the thing that where there's the most fraudsters. And I, I mean this in the, in the most kind way possible, where they are posing as if things are good pretending maybe even teaching others and struggling mightily to make it work and i think it's because it's not because they're bad people it's because the ideal towards which they are striving never existed it's a romantic thing that was written by people in songs and in tales of knights and chivalry and they're ain't they're just aimed at an impossible goal i have a friend and she was dating someone and she really loved him and he really loved her but they were having some issues so they thought that getting married would fix it. So they got married. It was still on the rocks, but they really loved each other. And they wanted to make had it a work. Baby. They had a baby. Yeah. And then eventually they had to break up. And because the, the way that things had been messaged to them from society and family, they felt uncomfortable breaking up after four years of dating. They're breaking up after 12 years of dating, including marriage and having a baby. Yeah. And they're still broken up. And I don't have any takeaways there except for that it's hard. And we are, you, we are hurt by the fact that we want so badly to make these things work that we'll try to trick ourselves and pretend that they are working yeah i mean we could talk about this too long but we'll wrap it soon people talk about finding their person right you know they know not to say the one anymore because the one doesn't exist but they just want to find their person yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's... My, one of my exes said i was her person it's so flattering yeah that's the thing i my front brain is is very rational mm -hmm. but in, in my soul i'm very romantic it's built into you man and... it's, it's 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 your cultural soul that's yeah, the yeah. other thing to be clear if you were born in the 1700s you wouldn't have that. Oh, no, not at all. You'd just be a monster <laughs> no, by it, today's it, standards. It, yeah, it wouldn't exist. Uh, all of these things were in the movies and songs you've been force-fed your entire life. And I think... Well, it's also nice to be idealized like that. Yeah. To be told that you're my person. There's no one on the planet better for me than you. Yeah. That feels really good. That's a good ego boost. Chime in. We've talked about it a lot. I'm super curious because we've, we've been all over the map with relationships. We'll, we'll get to a different topic, but I'd love to hear what the audience out there this is why we need phone calls for this because mm. uh, you and i can become an echo chamber yeah, yeah. should we just do hard hard transfers with no transition? sure I absolutely one. well there's one other thing that i want to say which is i would love to see you know how they did the blue zone study of like health yeah i would love to see a blue, blue zone study of relationships oh me too i highly suspect small communities in religion uh oh, yeah. lead to satisfaction with your partner but uh, staying together or satisfaction definitely staying together maybe satisfaction okay definitely staying together yeah but anyway, questionable um, satisfaction. I'm curious. Let's do something very related. Yeah, there was a uh, a man tried to t a man took his own life. Oh gosh, you know. Um, I told you our Mr. hot take. Our Mr. hot take Epstein. is the same as everyone's. Mr. On this. Epstein, he was sad about his sins. He realized what he did was wrong. Yeah, and he took his life. Yeah. Any thoughts? <laughs> so the, the whole thing, Jeffrey Epstein, who was a billionaire who had been multiple times accused and gone to jail and was going to jail for underage debauchery with young girls. Uh, 
and had also alleged, I believe, against you know the prince of so and so, rich movers and shakers in the planet. That he there was, was a ring. there was a theory. There was a theory that mm-hmm. there was a high-powered political and wealthy pedophile ring. Yes. And the first day he was taken into jail, he was found with injuries on his neck. Whether an inmate did that to him or he did it wasn't disclosed immediately. Maybe it was later. And obviously, I was like, oh, you SOBs. You tried to kill him, (laughs) but a bullet has been dodged. And now you can't because come on. Like and he'll be he'll he's he'll gonna be in a cam- sh- he'll have cameras on him. There's gonna be no ropes. They're not gonna give him sheets. There's gonna be nothing. And all guards. Him. If people if guards start seeing him tying twenty four hours. Is there a more valuable prisoner? No, not at all. At he's this gonna point. take down this huge, rich and powerful pedophile ring. And what do you know? Within weeks, <laughs> he's dead. It's insane. I and what my only reaction to that is. This is what power looks like. Oh, it's so brazen. It's the most brazen. So brazen. And I, I, I struggle to say that because normally I, I abide by the belief like don't attribute to malice where ignorance or whatever will, will suffice. But man, <laughs> this is not a conspiracy theory at this point. To say that this guy who could, could point out the richest people on the planet survives one suicide attempt and, yeah, then, yeah. and then gets it on the second is like – if I were in charge of that job. And there's no guard that can say anything that happened. If I were in charge no... of that job, there'd be no effing way yeah. that he had anything that could kill him anywhere near him. Well, yeah, they at... would. Because if you had that job, someone rich and powerful would just move you out of that yes, job. Yes. You would be like, I'm following the rules. It'd be like, cool, uh, there's a transfer. It'd be so easy. Cool, he needs to you shave can't... with a straight blade? You can't fight a transfer. <laughs> They're just, all right, yeah, we're going to move that guy out. We're going to move this yeah. guy in. And then, of course, it's and easy. now apparently. the FBI is going to investigate, which is like, great, exactly who we need on the case. Like, like the powers people, that be. Yeah, powers that be. Uh that it that to me the only my only reaction is but like, this is what power looks yeah, like and you no, don't have to be surreptitious about there'll it there'll be no comeuppance what are you gonna do reddit will f- really swear i guess i can swear reddit uh, will we're be deep, we're deep in. <laughs> reddit will be inflamed for a week and then they'll be inflamed about something else and that's you know this is you know i was just shocked i was like surely reminded me of edward snowden when we found out that the government brazenly was listening to all of our phone calls and we all cared for four days and then nothing and that poor guy's life was (laughs) ruined yes and that's what and again the reason that this power works is because nobody actually cares nobody actually cares at all we're going to talk about it or they feel like what what can they do no man you don't care and i don't care it it, it inspires a second of ah but guess you care about what you're going to eat for lunch no exaggeration well, I do think the genuine question is 30 what do times you do? more this is this these are the people that can go into a prison and murder or coerce a suicide how much googling about what you could do have you done none i'm just i'm just you don't care out of ideas okay when you open relationship what can you do how much googling did you sure. do lots lots you don't care <laughs> no one cares and what's interesting and this is i think what we have to look in in the news is the f- furor that i felt when i heard this is misdirected with the, the news is an outlet i've said this before by which we expel the energy which we should be putting towards improving things in our lives yeah and we get to go what can you do and the answer is a, a ton about other things but this thing that gets you really angry, you love this because you don't have to do anything about it and you don't care to and you do wouldn't you, anyway. Do you think it vindicates Alex Jones because he's been railing about a the political— The deep state. <laughs> no, political— What did he say? He used to say a political pedophile ring, right? Something. Yeah. He's been, he said, he's like, he's got a, he's DC, got a... DC is run by corrupt yeah. pedophiles. Like he said. He said yeah. it. He called it. He said there's a he's rich got a, He's got a number of ring. quotes that like you listen to him like, the turn of the frogs gay. And, and then, but you take it 
a step back and you go, well, I actually, they are putting chemicals in it. You know what I mean? Like he's got a number of those. Does it vindicate him? I don't know what he said, but. It's uh, pretty interesting. He, I'm pretty sure he said there's a high powered political pedophile ring. I'm not, here's, here's what I've realized. We've talked about this. Our school, we both had a teacher who went to jail for having Our sex with a student. Yeah. Yeah. We both knew of multiple teachers that were coercing, flirting. Some of them waited till the day of their 18th birthday. Some of them I suspected not. Mm-hmm. One of them was coming to parties that people were at. This was a female. Uh, people are not built to respect the age of 18 as the age of consent. For a well, large— I mean, we, we talk about this. It seems <laughs> anecdotally like almost every public school— and I don't know, I never, I don't know many people in private schools, but like has someone that's sleeping with a student. Yes. And I, we, I believe we're 10,000 less, a couple hundred years ago, getting married at the age of 13, 14, 15, right? Like a woman had her period and then she was clear to be married off in the middle ages. I don't think that we should do that. I think I have, to, I have got to say these ridiculous things, but that's bad. There's a lot of people who have a drive that is as strong as a sex drive to do these things. Some of them have tons of money and power. It's not crazy to say that there's a high-powered pedophile ring. It's almost like, of course there is. Like, this is a drive that that people have. Now, what percentage of people feel it? I don't know. Well, also, maybe this seems crazy five years, but post this— can't we just say, of course, there is? Yeah. Because we found a high-powered <laughs> yeah. pedophile who flying around. was yeah. coerced into suicide and or murdered well, to prevent other people from going down. Well, what's interesting is not interesting, sad, horrible, is that they find each other and they work together to host these parties. This were These were the allegations. Allegations, but there's been several against um, and his person. I, I shouldn't even say that. I hate when people throw allegations around. So I'll, I don't know enough about it. But well, it. Just turn into a beep. Yeah. And then when I just said it, turn it into a beep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that it's it's crazy, man. It's out there. It's yeah. happening. It's and that's that's power. It's just you're going to get SEAL Team 6, and that's that's it. <laughs> that's, Maybe, and I'm not saying thing. that anyone killed him. I'm saying the fact that he was allowed to kill himself means that keeping him alive yeah, was— Yeah, it could have uh, been like in The Accountant when yeah. the guy's like, listen, I'm going to torture your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to murder her. And I'm going to find your kids. So you're going to want them. Yeah. I'm going to leave this gun here. <laughs> and if it finds its way into your mouth, <laughs> I won't do those yeah. things. And then the guy kills himself. Yeah. It's like, yep. That's basically a murder. I don't know what we count that as. Exactly. Hard pivot. This was a thought that I had. Yeah. I love the hard pivots. So I was on, uh, to my shame, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Doing research for the podcast. Doing research for the podcast. And I saw a, it was a clip of a guy with a number of guns and like a mullet. And it was, it, the, the caption, it was on the front page, was small penis starter pack. And it made me realize that I don't know if they're next up, but it's definitely a strange double standard where I don't think it's one is appropriate. The male body shaming, mm. the small penis body shaming. I can't imagine anything on the front page that was der- derisive of the size of a woman's breasts it's impossible for me to yeah, like, or her weight or any sort of other there was one about a woman's weight i'll actually oh, say really? yeah there was but it wasn't even about that it was a very large woman on a beach laying on top of a guy and essentially surrounding him and there was a joke about her being super super huge got it so, but i think it was because she was on a beach 
And I think it was because she was on top of this person. Take that out of context. I don't know that you can do that. But the punchline of a joke being fat is less common today. Yeah. Uh, and even though it still might be out there. Certainly, you know, certain things you would never make a joke about a woman's private parts being the right shape, size, etc. cetera. Uh, it's interesting and, and common. And I watched it many months ago. Stormy Daniels came on Jimmy Kimmel and they joked about the size of Donald Trump's penis. Yeah. How big was it? <laughs> well, and what you're saying is like, that doesn't hurt Donald Trump's feelings. Dude, there's, there's, Donald Trump has a penis that's regular size. Or but whatever. There are, there's statistically people that... there are micro penises. Like people whose lives smaller are... smaller than average or whatever. Or yeah. average. And the entire message, which, fine. I think you should be able to joke about everything, by the way. I think you should be able, culturally, politically, to hurt people's feelings. <gasps> yes. What? <laughs> but... If you want to do that, I would suggest that a similar standard of care be applied to people outside of your particular You're saying if we're going to take some areas and say something this, you're born as that yes. you can't change is going to be considered off limits. Protected. That has a historical thing of being shamed that yeah. has deep lasting impact. I think this counts. I think small penises count. And I read an article about a guy with a micro penis. Yeah. And Definition of micro penis? Smaller than three inches when erect. Okay. I know everything about it. Yeah, just for the people watching, you know. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and even then, then we joke, you know. We yeah, joke yeah. about it. But you it's have to. If you so don't meta. make the joke, if you don't make think, the joke, people might think. They might yeah, think you have so a micro It's so meta, man. It's, it's... The joke, it assuages the audience. Yeah. And the, the article was about the very difficult... Uh, he couldn't find a relationship that, that mm. worked for him. Uh, at one point, he had no desire. He tried being gay... So that he could have a relationship and be a bottom, because he—that's because he found that he that no woman would. That date women. Him? Now I don't think that's true of everybody. And I, gosh, if you're listening, I'm, I do not mean to to give you zero hope. I don't know what that life is like. But what I am saying that I recognize is that it's fucking hard. It's but It's harder. okay to make fun of. It's harder. Things are okay to make fun of. You're not less of a person. And I wish that in the same way that people will stand up and say, "Hey, man, don't do that." Like you know. My cousin has a learning disability or whatever, you know. Don't say the R word. Yeah, don't, don't say, say queer in a in a mean way. Yeah, that that people would would do that for this because because it, it it's out there and. Uh, yeah, man, can you imagine you're in a group of friends and you do have a two inch penis yeah. and they're just all making jokes about some tiny penis? Could I imagine? And you're, just, you're sitting there just like, oh my god, this yeah. is my nightmare. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so. Soul Cycle and Equinox. We're so good at transitions. Soul Cycle and Equinox. I went in because I wanted to ask. This thing happened where uh, somebody who was an investor, I believe, in the two companies, I believe owns but has nothing to do with operations. One of those people who, you know, rent seeking, classic capitalist, late stage capitalism, uh, where you make money off your money. America. I love it. <laughs> he, uh, he owns Equinox and Soul Cycle, which are. Uh, I think Equinox, I didn't actually know this, but is a gay-friendly or gay-frequented gym? Apparently, that's how the New York Times kind of... checks out with my experience <laughs> at Equinox, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, so he is having a big Trump dinner. Now, my first thought on this is they're having... You could take a picture with the president for $100,000. And it, my, my thought is, one, we got to get the money out of politics, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> one donations up to a certain size per person Two corporations should not be like citizens united needs to be overturned i don't know why it's not free speech 
you're not treated like a person. You can't die. Like, why do we treat corporations like people? It's baffling to me uh, in this regard. So in any event, there's a lot of money in politics. That's bad. But the reaction to this guy doing it is that there's a social media thing where they want to get people to cancel their Equinox accounts in a show of solidarity, and we hate this. Yeah. You didn't hear this? No, no. Solidarity towards LGBT. LGBT, because Trump, according to the people who feel this way, is anti-LGBT. Is he? I have no idea. Um, In any event, they feel this way. And there was a social media thing. Now, I have... Then the New York Times runs an article that echoes it. And I, I was very curious. One, which had the more impact, the grassroots thing or the coverage of the grassroots thing that did it? I suspect the coverage. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I am very skeptical of social media's power without an echo chamber of mainstream when you're not Joe Rogan, right? When you're some guy on Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of when course. you're some guy you have on seven Twitter, followers, you're yeah, not gonna... and you and your you and your tiny community, yeah, you, you're you're hoping the New York Times picks exactly. it up. and I think the New York Times, you know, they have they have, they have an agenda, and this this suits <gasps> it well. Uh, so that was my my first question, and then my second one is how much impact did this have? So I walked into our Equinox and I asked, I was like, "What's going on?" And it was full, but they're like, "No, we had yesterday uh, 25 people canceled their membership." Now I don't. Did you ask how many cancel on a normal day? Yeah, they're like, it's not that many. Like, it was more. And uh, I said, were they mean to you? They said, ah, some people were mean. Some people, you know, got that I didn't. <laughs> half, the, half the people working at that front desk are LGBTQ. Yeah. Like, a di- like a crazy amount, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, but Can you imagine just yelling at a gay guy who works at Equinox about how Equinox <laughs> isn't friendly to gays? And he's just like, um, uh, I, I'm wearing sequins, dude. <laughs> and that's not a joke. There's literally a guy that works at our gym that wears sequins. Yeah, it's a joke, too. You could say that. I don't know if you could say that. Yeah, I don't know either. But it's a real guy. <laughs> so He's fabulous. And yeah, I, I don't really have a a take other than uh I guess, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. If you if you hold a belief strongly enough, you should sure. not boycott it and, and fund it. Uh makes sense, right? You don't want this to do and, and what you're essentially doing is discouraging people from at least being public about the fundraising. There's a restaurant did. I don't even know if it's true or not, but there's a restaurant that was allegedly anti uh LGBT and I stopped eating there. I loved their food, but I was making a, I was taking a stand. Is it Chick fil A or I something? I think they're totally fine. I think they're unaffected. <laughs> that was, I, the other thing is Equinox doesn't care if twenty five people cancel. They don't even notice. Well yes, but everything you know, we're in LA, so I would but also Equinox is in these. They're in New York. They're in LA. Those are the things. I'd be super curious to find the impact that it had on their business. Are and, they public? Because if they are, you'll know Well, I know went it. back because I was curious about these social media uproars and this, uh, we're going to do it. So remember when the guy who did You Chris, go so deep. I love it. Well, I'm curious. Yeah. So remember when the guy of Crystal said something, we don't want hip hop people? Well, yeah. Go on. Didn't hurt him. No. Didn't hurt but them. But Jay-Z made Ace of But Jay-Z, yeah. Jay-Z did fine. They're doing great, man. Damn. Didn't hurt them. Such a great story, too. I know. And it tells you, and it, it I really... For anyone's not uh, up on that, the Crystal guy said that they don't want urban black people buying their stuff, so then Jay-Z made Ace of Spades and said, screw you. Rap used to always talk about Crystal, now they talk about Ace of Spades. Yep. I thought to the detriment of Crystal. They're like one of the, they're like the biggest champagne thing, huh. and they have a number of brands, and they have... So I am very curious which social media things are effective mm. which are not under what circumstances they're effective i think of occupy wall street 
nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest. I worked on Wall Street at that time. Wall Street did not mind. Yeah. There's a bunch of people sitting in a place that you don't really go yeah. and they're not affecting your revenue. And Wall Street just yeah. went. I And I don't That's know. Cute. I want someone like Arab Spring. I think that affected change, but long term did it. I'm not Occupy sure. Wall Street was the, was the ultimate ineffective one. I yeah. was literally working in Wall Street and I lived near the place where they were occupying and <laughs> I got to be honest, no one cared. I'm very, I, I, someone help me. I need a research assistant to like pick some of these big social media things yeah. that happened years ago and dig into the lasting impact. My hypothesis is it's less than we're led to believe. That we're, one was none, dude. I think all those stocks bounced right back. I think everyone's making more money than ever. Which one? Bank of America, Goldman, all the Occupy Wall oh, Street. Oh, Occupy Wall Street was a zero. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's because, that's also because there's an incredible entrenched power in Wall Street. You could make the argument that Equinox doesn't have the same sort yeah. of... I'm shocked Crystal. I guess it's just not... Didn't matter. Didn't matter. And and the mythos around it is that it... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's can't... a great story. It's not true. It, well, what it did do is sell a lot of Ace of Spades. Yes, yes. The, so having an enemy helps, but people didn't stop. Yeah. So that's interesting to me again we're told the power of social media the power and wouldn't it be interesting if you didn't have power on social media but you felt like would you it did. be interesting if you well, felt it's like it's actually you did. worse to think you have power because then you do your thing you go we did it mm -hmm. you stop doing anything else and then you've been ineffective and they, they just keep doing this so thing. this so right now in it's, hong kong this is finally a decent segue they they took the airport over now who knows if this will be effective and they're up against the chinese you know what's happening in hong mm -hmm. kong yeah we talked about it on the they're podcast up, they're up against the government of china which is relentless a lot bigger yeah and and this isn't to say that this kind of action wouldn't be effective but they're not just tweeting yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not just canceling memberships they shut down flights in and out of hong kong so it's interesting and and i would love to to know well, what, what sorts is, of actions so, are maybe effective. Maybe social media is actually detrimental to your cause maybe, because it makes you feel like you've done your job. If Well, the question is, what are you using it for? If you're using it to coordinate and be like, you'll be here? No, no, to like raise awareness. I think awareness is highly overrated. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, I think awareness is highly overrated. You kind of found this. You posted about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I put, my birthday was yesterday. Happy so, birthday. Oh, thank you. Uh, I was thinking... I don't post on Instagram often, once every couple of months, but I could use this as an opportunity to raise more money for Charity Water. So that's what I did. And I haven't checked this morning, but when I looked, it, it got you know hundreds of likes and yeah. a lot of comments, some comments specifically saying, I love what you're doing with Charity Water. You're such a generous person, blah, blah, blah. What a great cause. And I went, oh, this is sick. Let's go to the donation page. And I went to the donation page. No one had donated in 22 hours, yeah. which is well after or before i had posted the post yeah so it was interesting 100 people like it many people comment some of those comments applaud the effort not a dollar raised yeah so and this is this is i guess this is my refined hypothesis on social media used flippantly without very very particular ways and we found this we did two calls to action for charity water one of which raised a on youtube on youtube yeah one of which raised maybe a third or less i think a lot less 10 percent. it raised 10%. eight grand instead of 80 so yeah we raised eight grand and then we raised 80 grand yes so you need to know how to use these things you mm -hmm. don't just get to make people aware you have to know how to inspire action and if this was an interesting video, I would do it for people. I think it's fascinating, but I don't think people, unfortunately, care. <laughs> and so, yeah, so social, it's not that social media can't do anything. It's that using it like most people do is not effective. Yeah. Screaming, rant, it doesn't do it. 
You have to know how to trigger people psychologically to care enough to move and then give them a clear thing to do. And that thing needs to somehow be effective. Uh, and for most people, easy. And, and incredibly easy. Yeah. yeah. So I spend a lot of time thinking about these sorts of things because we do want to raise more money for charity water. And I do think that my impression is that they're very effective at helping people. Mm -hmm. So if I can get the money to them, then they can go and carry on the thing that people forgot about a long time ago. But at least they donated and that helps. Yeah. But yeah, man. I uh, Shout out to our super generous audience, though. Yeah, you guys We've are blown guys away. I was I it. thought I was like, yeah, so we'll donate 100 then we'll raise 20 and we'll be at 120 and that'll be great. I want to hit 300. It is crushed. I want to hit 10,000 people. Yeah. I think we're going to. I'm going to I'm going to max it out if we don't. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going to I'm going to hit it. I'm going to ask for an extension and then I'm going to do my birthday. We'll do one more call to action. Yeah, yeah. On the YouTube channel. You'll match me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we edit that out of the podcast? Um So I had an this is a super short one, but I had another fake news experience. Oh yeah? Yeah. So this is just funny cuz Trump's fake news thing sounded crazy to me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can I keep us on this for one second? Because sure. I just saw this is connected. The Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, the uh, which, oh, which is connected yeah, to the yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah. So Neil deGrasse Tyson posted a, you would have to call him a scientist about it, <laughs> a thing of the death statistics by the flu, et cetera, et cetera, in the same period that there was the mass shootings and said, sometimes uh, our emotional reactions can get the best of us or something like that. And it, the point appeared to be that, yeah, there's a lot saying, of there's what, a lot of people dying from a lot of things. What he's trying things. to say is, everybody's very emotionally reactive to yeah. the gun deaths, and it's a tragedy, no doubt. Here are other statistics. Maybe instead of focusing on gun control, we focus on having any sort of punishment for drunk driving besides a slap on the wrist. Yeah, and he just all he did was throw the numbers up, right? People know Likey. Well, some people know Likey. And then there was the Reddit about people know Likey. And then Joe Rogan talked. And now we're talking. And again, my hypothesis with all of this is the story was Neil deGrasse Tyson is blasted on it. And I think the hypothesis is nothing happened. If he deleted his Twitter and didn't know that happened, his life would be unaffected. Dude, the tweet didn't matter. He didn't matter. None yeah, of it yeah. mattered. It was it was all nothing. And again, I think it's a distraction because it fires people up on on either side. First, you get angry that he said it. Then you get angry that people are angry at him for saying it. Yeah. And you've got shit in your own life <laughs> that you're like you don't have a good relationship with your mom and dad. You haven't called your sister, and you know, like there are things that you won't deal with. Can I tell you one funny <laughs> thing that that I enjoyed about the gun yeah. control thing? I just thought this was funny. Walmart did not make any changes to their gun policy, at least last I checked, but they did pull down any of their R-rated or mature-rated video games. Nice. So I don't know if you've seen this, but people are walking to Walmarts and taking photos, and they're like, here is the gun rack, and it's a photo, <laughs> and it's all these <laughs> rifles, just gun, 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 gun. Here is the video game rack, and it's torn. There's 10% of games. It's empty space, except for the E for everyone games. Really? Yeah. Which is just fascinating because just don't take the video games away. If this, if if you're not going to, did take they the really guns, do that? I find that I think so. Hard yeah. to believe. That's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know what to say. It's great, right? Play Marilyn Manson. He did it, <laughs> right? That's Eminem. Eminem. Can we still blame Eminem? Yeah. Can we, is it Eminem's fault? All right. We talked a lot of news. This is a long one. What do we got, Angel? Yeah. You're gonna have to cut some of the boring parts because <laughs> we just keep going. <clears throat> well, first of all, you guys took almost all of my topics, so good. I'm so, left with the bare minimum. I've got good. some. I got a few things left, though. 
Um, so, uh, what are the... Oh, sorry. So, uh, YouTuber Brooke Houts uh, accidentally uploaded a video of her repeatedly hitting her dog. Uh, I saw this. She quickly deleted it, but of course... Because I was on Reddit. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> People downloaded it and reposted yeah. it. So, if you guys wanted to take a look... I, I, I've seen it, man. I've seen I'd it. I'd like with... to see it. I saw, I, I saw clips. How long is it? Uh, this is about a minute. But, right. but it gets right into it. You could just see a little get bit. Get right into yeah, it. Oh, that is a that's a that's a pretty good smack. What is the video about? So, the video was actually She's a, about her like messing with her dog. She was like showing how how much they get along. They love each other. She spits on it, yeah. That's the big one that she spit, and then a lot of people. Why? Just angry. She just looks like she just can't stand the dog. If. Dude, the spitting thing. Did you, there's there's a lot of these Reddit videos with spitting these days. This I, is random, but uh, did you see the one in the subway? I saw the one in the subway. With the giant guy? Did you see the one on the bus? No. Dude, that one. Can you... So, we'll get back to the dog. Angel, can you pull up uh, either Reddit, spitting, bus, woman slaps other woman into the next dimension? Okay. It's, it's good. Did, did you, <laughs> but you saw the one in the subway where a guy had too much faith in the subway doors? Yep. This, like, 5'10 guy yep. is talking to the 6'6 six, six guy. And the 6'6 six, six guy's behind the subway, and he's yap, 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 yapping, and the doors are closing, and he spits on him. And then the guy reaches in and starts pulling the doors apart, yep. and he spits on him again. Ugh. And then he stands yeah, I saw there, it. Yeah. which, tactical error. Yeah. And the Run. guy, the guy it open. gets yeah. the doors open, and then Shadow Realms that dude. Yeah, so... It's assault to spit on someone, though, right? I, as, as it should be. As That's it should self-defense. Be. As it should be. This one, okay, ready? This old woman? The end of it, yeah! This is the one. This one... I'm not gonna lie, I cracked up when I saw the end of this. Oh, that old woman did it. Yeah. Wait, who did she spin on? Wait for it. Wait for it. Shadow. Oh, <laughs> Shadow. It's a hard slap. Why? Why did she spin on her? Uh, who knows? It's 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 not there. But here, <laughs> don't spit on people. When did people learn to spit on this people as, as a thing? Yeah. Don't spit on. People. When did people? And I think they assume that that's a less violent thing to do because it, it, it no, but it really does count i think as assault dude i don't know a I worse way to instigate someone to punch you in the face if you would be better off pushing them like give them a nice hard shove if you spit on someone you're gonna get yeah, punched, yeah, yeah. right if Angel, you when i was describing the subway one throw the clip up you'll be able to find it yeah you don't have to do it now we've already, we've seen it but when i'm when i describe it just let people see it but the, it's insane this guy is just so brazen yeah He's, and then he gets destroyed yeah yeah. Anyway, she she. <laughs> so yeah, so she spits on her dog. Spits on her dog, really hits her angry. dog a bunch, gets angry at her dog. The fascinating thing is she makes videos apparently, or this video is about like hanging out with her dog. Yeah. You know, it's and again uh, all. You I think see. this will affect her? Yes. Yes. So, so this is not like a Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet. This will hurt her. Uh, oh, you know what? I'd be curious. Can you just Google see if there's been a? She's got a channel. Let's go to Social thing. Blade. Can you, oh, go, there you go. go to Social Blade and I don't then search have it. her Do you need to have name. a membership? No. Oh, okay. I don't know what Social Blade is. So and yeah, curious, curious if that'll. I'm sure people have unsubscribed, but the thing is, if you didn't see this, you didn't see this, and I don't know. Yeah, if you're not on Reddit, she yeah. deleted it. Yeah. Um, I will say, so far only minus five thousand five hundred subscribers. So how, how many? Uh, in the last thirty days. No, no. How how many does she have? Oh, she has a total of... Um, Let me take a quick look. Uh, I'll get the numbers for you. Oh, there it is. 
327,000? and she's lost a couple thousand over the last days. So she's lost, dude, she's lost like 10,000. Oh, yeah? 130th of herself. So that's the thing. So she has 300,000 subscribers, yeah. and she's lost 10,000. I think, I think this is the... the the tr- people have short memories, and yeah. I think the f- two she things- can just keep posting videos of her dog, and ninety-seven percent of her audience is none the wiser or doesn't care. I think this is how the internet is different than life. People one get far angrier, far more intensely than yeah. they do in real life. Like it's measured in real life, but two, they have the memory of a goldfish, yeah. and I think those two things combine to create what you're seeing, which is outrage. And, and then, then no actual term, impact. Yes. yes versus versus if you'd done this in your life, somebody might not like you. They might want yeah, to spend lose less a friend. time with you. But it wouldn't be the intensity yeah. that, that you saw. But yeah, that person might not actually bounce. Hang out. Yeah. yeah. So it's fascinating. All right, what else we have? A Brazilian gang leader tried to escape prison by dressing as his teenage daughter. Nice. So we have that and okay, so a lot of people are talking about it, but the thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is the fact that he was going to switch places with his daughter. His daughter was visiting him, and he was just going to leave her there. Oh, well, she was going to get out. In place of... And well, she yeah, was, and once she was like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm a 16-year-old. I'm, I'm not, a girl, and not... Yeah, I don't. I'm not this violent gang leader. So this is a video of him uh, getting caught, basically. No way! We make it full screen. I can't believe they got this on video. Dude, he looks... He's wearing a silicone mask, so it's not... I was going to say, that doesn't look like a gang leader. How'd they know? I think just his behavior. He's acting nervous. I want to take the... Yeah, let's get the face off. Let's see what we're working with. I am so surprised they caught her. Yeah. Or him. Well, I... Sir. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, what else we got? That's cool. That is fascinating. I like that idea. I think you need a better mask. It could have been the issue because it does look... It looks like you live in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Living in LA, I was like, how did they know? Uh, well, she looks completely plastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah could have been. I see this person walking down the street all the time. Yeah, a little too much, though. A little too much. What else? The last thing I have is that Katy Perry and some of her collaborators were sued and lost. Yeah, man. A copyright lawsuit, and now a $2.8 million is owed. I was shocked by that. Did you hear it? We're not yeah, gonna... you told me about it. We but can't I haven't, play it. I haven't played the... I mean, I think I can hum it. I don't even know. Nah. He's, he's got a background. One, two, three. I think it's seven notes. Uh, seven separate notes, maybe eight. And it's like actually three different notes because there's some repetition. Yeah, A, B, G, B, G, or and whatever. And th- it's like all eighth notes or quarter notes or whatever it is in the song. It's not a miraculous hook. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or background we don't monetize actually you can hum it or we can play it we don't make whatever, money on this anyway whatever it they is can you can it. listen to dark horse you can listen to the song do you want me to play it for you guys and then i could cut it for the it's all right i mean uh, well, it's you, running long yeah it's the the only reaction i had was if she did or someone on her team we could establish that they listened to this and then used it i think that's completely reasonable you stole from that that song at this point because and you didn't transform it enough but this is something that very reasonably could have been created by yeah, yeah, two yeah. people in separate Dude, this is areas. I, so our friend tweeted about Andrew Yang. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's amazing to me that his approval rate's so low. I think it's because of blah, 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 blah. 
And I was like, I don't think that's it, man. I just think he lacks charisma. And someone wrote, oh, trying the Gary V technique. Nice. I was like, I, what's the Gary V technique? And I guess maybe Gary V somewhere says like, oh, just try to like force your, your shtick onto everything. I was like, no, this is just me making a comment, which yeah. I think is similar to this in the sense that like ideas occur to multiple people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. It's like, I had this idea. It's my idea. Anyone who has this idea, mm-hmm. I can sue. Yeah. It's like, this is six notes seven notes yeah like, well and and again you like there's the vanilla ice thing with queen and in that thing you heard the song <laughs> okay you heard you heard that you can't song. tell when it starts you can't tell which one it is <laughs> yeah. sometimes but and you stole it okay yeah. you heard it you listened to it you stole it this is this is not a large group now maybe one of her producers did and what i would say is if we can establish that they did hear it take it sure but if they didn't you're not allowed to come up with the same basic backing yeah, yeah. thing that someone else did uh, it's it's odd to me. There's a lot of these going around. There's a, Ed Sheeran was sued by the state of Marvin Gaye a while back for like I don't I think it might have been let's get it on for thinking out loud. Uh and it it's Marvin whoever or your family. You weren't the first one to come up with with these chords. Yeah. It, like music is so repetitive and cyclical and while you can't steal there's got to be some allowance for transformation to occur and it's a different song. It's not Let's Get It On. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That was my reaction to it. I listened to it and was... Yeah, you were shocked that she lost. Unless she's unless they heard it yeah. and, and, and went, oh, we're going to do that. There's an email from her producer to her. Hey, let's steal from this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. In which case, I would be, okay, get pay, pay that guy. You got her. Yeah. Two million bucks. It's more than this person will ever make, so it's a good deal. Two fan <laughs> questions. Yeah. The first fan question comes from Daniel. Daniel. Uh... Yes, and he says, Hi guys, a question for you. Do you practice some form of stoicism? I know Tim Ferriss is pretty big on it, and you both talk about the four-hour work week, so I was wondering if you had any personal resonances with the philosophy and its daily uses. I think inadvertently, probably. Um, I've never studied stoicism, so any stoic philosophy that I have is, once again, just an accidental overlap. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that I'm... I mean, we got stuff in here, but for a long time, we uh, didn't have stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but not because I read a Stoic book that inspired me. It was just because we moved around. Well, you read a lot. the Four Hour Work Week, which is Stoic influenced, sure. um, and and that's a big thing. No, I think I think I've heard people describe Stoicism as practical Buddhism. It's it's okay, do this in order to detach from things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. So, do have I read? The, I actually wanted to read Epictetus. I haven't lately. I read Meditations by Aurelius, and some of it has made its way into my life. I don't know that I would describe myself as a practicing stoic though yeah like i said it might be but it would be by accident it would be by getting people studying people who have studied stoics because i've not ever gone to the source material for stoicism i think inadvertently uh because of tim ferris and a lot of it it, that this is common in the personal development world which is is focusing on the few things that do matter is kind of a stoic behavior yeah i was gonna say what are the tenets uh so the one that's the seneca used to do is he would practice poverty right mm-hmm. he would walk around barefoot and and try to go without things it's it's a detachment to the things that don't matter is you know letting go of fame of fortune of all of these kinds of things yeah. uh that i don't i definitely work on and i i would say right now I'm more interest influenced and interested by the eastern tradition of buddhism but mm-hmm. they're they're honestly not so terribly different who stole whose ip who's still i mean buddhism came I th- well actually you know what they're both pretty old i'm pretty sure buddhism came first though we don't know Someone's getting sued. <laughs> who's getting sued 
That, by the way, if we cut the Katy there's Perry some bit, crazy, that joke will make no sense. There's some crazy Stoics, though, man. So this is the coolest thing about the Stoics, I think. Marcus Aurelius. Yes, yeah, I agree. Maybe the coolest guy ever to live. He was arguably the most powerful man to ever live. The emperor of Rome could have done whatever he wanted, but the little things like being faithful to his wife, he just did. That's not what emperors did at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, they had harems or they cheated. Or... I think he, I'll have to double check, he fought like front lines. He was, he worked so hard and reflected daily to try to do the right thing and be a good person. And that kind of moral fiber doesn't exist, let alone in the most privileged person yeah. on the planet. So he's remarkable. Meanwhile, Paris is just banging someone else's <laughs> wife, starting a war that gets his whole family killed. <laughs> Uh, so, and then another Come Stoic on, is, is Epictetus, who was born a slave and is one of the most favorite Stoics. And, and I think, I don't know his whole story, this is why I want to read him, but writes all of these things about how you can be free despite your bondage. And it's, and it's so fascinating that the most powerful man and the least powerful man could come across the same tenets. They and know find each them, other? No, no. They could find them equally applicable. Interesting. Uh, so and then of course there's other there's Seneca there's other things but I think Seneca was uh, he was in the the Senate you know like there's a lot of really interesting Marcus Rulis is the coolest because that guy could have truly done anything yeah could have done anything no one could no one was gonna stop the him. last good king man <laughs> really I think after him came oh gosh I should know this Caligula or Nero or someone that like there were five there were five emperors starting with Augustus and Rulis was the fifth and then after that things kind of fell apart huh. yeah. Didn't raise his kid right, I guess. His kid wasn't a stoic. His kid wasn't a stoic. He missed that. Well, I, I, I'm now Gladiator is getting confused with what actually happened. So, yeah, what happened? I'll tell you what, <laughs> what happened. happened, happened Joaquin Russell, Phoenix So, Russell Crowe, he just assumed that Joaquin Phoenix would respect his dad. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Charlie, I think you might be confusing fact and fiction now. No, I can picture it vividly. Pretty sure. Uh, so, yeah, it was. So, potentially accidentally. Uh, yeah, stoics, stoics are cool, though. I like them. What else? Muhammad wants to know, do you guys think you're going to write another book or record <laughs> an audiobook anytime soon? I can think of many topics that you guys covered in different videos that would make great books. I'm not sure how many of the viewers purchased the Charisma on Commands books, but it's literally one of the best books I've ever read. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, Muhammad, the first thing that we talked about prior to turning this on was whether we were going to take it off of Amazon. Uh, the philosophy that we are starting with our business is... This is one that Jack Welch kind of had when he was running GE was if his product wasn't first or second in the category, he would cut it. Now, clearly Charisma on Command is not first or second in this category. In anything. In anything. But it's also in terms of our business, it's a sliver of a sliver of what we do. Nobody really buys it. We don't really promote it. And we do have some upkeep costs associated with it. There's people email us asking for the bonuses, which is on a web page that died. So we have to go put the web page up. There's, there is leaks of mental energy that go towards the book. Not a ton, but what you realize is that you always underestimate your mental leaks. You always underestimate what your sloppy closet is costing you in, in clarity of your mind and, and your, your space. And so we've been taking out all of these non hugely valuable essential things to the business financially and to other people yeah we took we took something out recently that was not a small chunk of the business yeah i mean you you said it's maybe 10 percent all in we didn't take away the whole the full thing but we stopped offering the trial yeah uh to anyone basically unless they buy first impressions because the because upkeep costs of, you're, get, you're getting yeah. emails from 
potential clients asking questions, people take the trial and then cancel and your support needs to do it. And so you go, you know what, this money is actually not worth the, not just like it's it's positive if you only look at money sure. cost less than revenue. But when you add in the mental cost of our team thinking about it and mm -hmm. us thinking about it, you go, oh, this isn't worth it. So we stopped doing that thing. And and it lets you it lets you double down on the biggest things, the YouTube sure. channel and Charisma University. It lets you only think about how do we make the YouTube channel the best thing possible? How to make Charisma University the best thing possible. Yeah. So we're so discussing. We've been, we've been letting go book. of the good to try to replace it with the great. And it's and I appreciate that you think it's the greatest book ever. I don't know that that's a belief held by a lot of people. So, I mean, we can look at the comments. Then. Prior to your comment, we we're going to cut it. Yeah, we're going to cut now, it. We're going to think about it. We'll think about it. We're, we'll think about it. Uh, so will I be doing another book? Not planned. I I don't have a book in me right now, and I don't like the books that are should have been a blog post but made it yeah. to book length. So I, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, if as I grow, I develop a book, uh, writing is close to my heart. It's a labor of love. It's a labor. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But there might be one. Audiobook is a no just because for the same reason we said, like, th there's... I want to make great videos and I want to make the course even better than it is. Uh, so that's kind of the stuff that we're talking about. So we're going to consider the book. At least you've already got your copy either way. Hey, you <laughs> might have a collector's edition. You have a collector's edition. Yeah. Uh, so mail it to Charlie. He'll autograph it. No books coming up. Uh, more videos though. And we are working hard to, to try to get a team together to make those better, potentially even more frequent. So it is weird. This is a separate thing. And I think it says something about human psychology. Do you think we work harder now than we have in the past? Yeah. It's interesting, right? So you would think that the more money that you make or the more success that you have, the less you would work because you were doing just fine on yeah. three grand a month. Well, now you're doing more than three grand a month. So just take that foot off the gas. And for us, it's been interesting because the more it grows and the bigger it is, the more, at least for me, you're like, oh, we could grow this even more. Yeah. We've had past success, a little bit more effort. It'll grow even more, reach more people, make more money. And so weirdly enough, we actually work more now than we did when it was a small nothing blog. Yeah, man, we work pretty hard. It's interesting. Uh, compared, well, pretty hard. Compared sure. to our past selves. Compared to our past. Compared to our past selves. It's just interesting. The human Not psychology. Compared to a coal miner, but we, you know, like. No, yeah, but it, it is fascinating to me. Yeah, and I and I do it. It's not like no one's forcing me to it. It's, it is a willing psychological tick that I have that I see in you as well, which is yeah. that as it becomes successful, there is a desire to see how much it can grow or how mm -hmm. great it can be. Whereas and, when it's small, you just go, hey, who cares? <laughs> well, the other thing that I think makes me want to spend more time on it is when you're at a phase of learning a new thing versus doing the same thing. I actually listened to Jordan Peterson talk about a similar topic last night. He talks about people who are high in openness, creativity, who are the entrepreneurs, and people who are high in conscientiousness being the MBAs who run the business. Mm -hmm. And when we were flat living, we were running a business. It was like, okay, do a thing this week, a thing next week, mm -hmm. have a coaching call, but and like, you know, maybe grow it incrementally, but like it's it's a flat business. And then we started opening things up and we got more creative. We did the videos and now we, the videos have tripled in views in the last three or four months because we're doing new different things. Mm -hmm. we're, we're hiring people. That's a totally new skill. That that makes me want to work hard. I realize, like, I like new stuff. Mm -hmm. I like learning new things. I have probably 10 books that I've purchased in the last week that I've started reading three of. Wow. Like, what, are, what are they? Oh, man, there's a couple business books. There's Biocentrism, which is on universal consciousness, the idea that we talked about. There's there's the one by Sadhguru, which I still haven't finished. There's... Um, 
there's and then there's this NBA book that they wanted Blue Ocean Strategy, which is corporate planning and strategic stuff. So yeah. it's it's business and spiritual are the two. The two they all often go hand in hand. Yeah, they're the same. <laughs> you know? Though it's funny we talked about Marcus Aurelius and and the other Stoics because very often the monks <laughs> are the CEOs of Fortune yeah, 500 yeah. companies. Yeah, they, so I'm gonna go hard either way. They walk hand in. I'm gonna be. I actually I have a prediction. You'll get yourself out of the business. You'll mm -hmm. replace yourself. You'll build systems, and the business will be able to grow without you. Mm -hmm. And then. You will go live on a mountain for three months <laughs> and come back and tell us about your experience. I actually think we're going to probably buy businesses. That's what I want to do. I have a friend who he sold his business. Now, we can't really sell our business because you're so tied this to it. This isn't interesting to people. I don't want to tell you about our future plans. Oh. Anyway, no book. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Somebody no was watching. We don't have to keep going. <laughs> we just... Thanks for episode 11. <laughs> That's definitely not the right number. What's the next question? Uh, somebody with the username Meatball Denimo says, What up, Meatball? A thing I'm sure a lot of people want to know is your favorite YouTube channels currently. Hmm. And how did you guys get started <gasps> with YouTube as viewers? What a great question today. I was thinking about this yesterday. There's this one channel called Like Stories of Old. And I want to do more of what he does. He's Here's why he's fascinating. He's foreign. I don't know where he's from. He's got a bit of an accent. And I think a lot of people who don't speak perfect English, think that that holds them back. Mm. But he's even better than I am because what he does is he breaks down uh, movie analysis from a philosophical angle. What's the channel name? Like Stories of Old. Okay. And he just did one on Ricky Gervais's show, After Life, and he talks about nihilism and life. And I'm not kidding. I've watched the eight, nine, ten of his videos. Over half of them bring me to tears. It's freaking incredible. Wow. Now, maybe this is because I'm sensitive to music. Maybe, and he's he's got this calming voice in their 20 minute videos. But man, when he hits the the joyful part of his videos, which you know, you know, that's so fascinating. You've never mentioned it to me. Uh, I don't. That's not your thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not something I would expect you to like. But for those of you out there, uh, I think, and this is I've talked about how to use social media to affect change. He. What what I think we can learn from him is he opens you up emotionally. And really, there's two major things. It's the tone of his voice and the music. And if I had to give it, honestly, the music is oh, music huge, is huge, man. Music's huge. So he, he brings you to tears. But then there's no act. There's no thing. So you're sitting there raw, open, ready to call someone and tell them you love them, and the movie's over. And it, it reminds me of Choice Center. It reminds me of Landmark, which is they break you down. They crack you open and say, go call this person. Tell them the truth. And you do that. And then there's like sort of change can be carried mm -hmm. forward. So what I would say, not that this is his job, but that if he were trying to affect change on a mass scale, he needs to add that call to action at mm. the end that's simple. And where we aren't doing is I don't think we're moving people emotionally. Yeah, yeah no, we're more we're uh, how to more scientific. Yes. So I think we could really I actually think it would be a growth opportunity and good for our videos to go in and be like, how do I make someone cry mm. in this video? How do I impact? How do I move someone? The video that I just did on the Avengers should be able to do that. It won't because mm. I'm not there yet. But with the right music and the right. I, I talk like this and I'm getting really happy and you got to keep going. And he, he talks like this. But the, the ultimate significance of life is in realizing that other people are there for you. You know, and you're just like. <laughs> and so I need to learn to hit that 
tone yeah. and i think we need to learn to craft that thing because because we can inspire more people yeah it's fascinating to, yeah to to do it so like stories of old is is great uh well i'll let you i've got a bunch that i could say no go ahead i dude mine are i like surf simply i like espn <laughs> for basketball i like zach george for dog training yeah and uh i like to watch the talk shows that we break down actually that's mm-hmm. probably my most Graham Norton, Craig Ferguson. I think there's a lot to be learned from watching those. Yeah. I regularly watch those. Yeah. So, and then there's, there's, I don't, because uh, I know PewDiePie got in trouble for unreservedly recommending channels. So I'll just say some of them. And I don't know if all of their videos are amazing or whatever. But um, I watch, I like analysis. I watch Coffee Break sometimes. He does breakdowns of, he did the trending tab, which we, I think, discussed, which I found fascinating. Uh, I'll watch Kyrgyzstat sometimes. I like I liked PewDiePie before he did Minecraft every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been doing nonstop Minecraft. Um, and then I like video essay channels. And like Stories of Old is, is, is a great example. I'll try to come up with some more for... Dude, you know what's time. interesting? The YouTube algorithm just defines what I watch. Because I, yeah. I never am in there searching for anything. They don't show me any of these. Of course. And I've I've... What happened is one day... A year or six months ago, these guys had a breakout video that made it to my homepage. I clicked it, and I and then I got sucked into that. But what but I'm yeah. saying is, I might like these guys. I might yeah. like Kyrgyzstan. I might. I've watched some some animated video about yeah. uh, the genetic coding thing, Cipher, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Oh yeah, that one's great. I watched that. Yeah. But then it just because they love to promote corporations, ESPN just makes its way onto my homepage yeah. all the time, and I'm like. I'll watch a basketball yeah, highlight. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. No, and so it's crazy because I might like all this stuff, but the YouTube algorithm is not showing it to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I only have, I deleted my, I use Distract for YouTube, so I don't often have the homepage available. So I only have my subscription feed that I can watch or I can search. I'll bring, I'll, uh, I'll add a list below to the things I subscribe maybe I'm in the getting, description. I'm getting manipulated. I'm a corporate chill. Yeah. All right, let's go. We've been so wordy this time. It's incredible. It took way too long. Any other questions or is that it? There's one more question. Okay. So, uh, user the Joker the says, Joker. Uh, "Hi guys, I really like both of your channels and, pre- and appreciate your effort to help us. I have a question for you, and I apologize if my English isn't perfect because I'm Italian. I have a problem because too often I start to think and daydream about people that I like or imagine whole conversations with them." <laughs> he continues, <laughs> "This is a problem not be- not only because it makes me less present in the moment." but also creates too high expectations and often uh, leads to not behaving normally when I actually meet these people. How could I stop that vicious cycle? So, sorry, what was the last part? I was having a conversation in my head. Oh, well, so the last part is just basically... Um, when perfect. This, when this person actually meets these people, they sort of have expectations and behave differently because they have relationships uh, in their mind so how do they sort of stop imagining relationships with first people is they're not question. present <laughs> well no i i can relate to that totally well that, i used to do this to my advantage i think in the mm-hmm. sense that i used to play interviews in my head i had a tons of mock interviews before Purposely, job interviews though. yeah yeah but i'd say i'd have conversations if i were going to talk to somebody that i was intimidated by i would i would do visualization so I, i've had a lot of these conversations be to my advantage i think they so you can use it consciously to to help you the question is how do you perhaps stop the unwarranted wanted cycle of this happening so you what you're asking i think is how do you quiet the mind that's meditation and i think it's unfortunately <laughs> the answer is you meditate and you train that why is that unfortunate 
because it's not sexy or fun and there's ah. not a mindset that I can tell you. Got you it. have to sit there for 10, then 20, then 30 minutes yeah. and deal with, not deal, witness the mind and, and watch it. And, and in a loving way, the goal is not, by the way, to win or you'll never win. Well, I actually had a friend break down meditation in a way I quite liked because yeah. he said the goal of meditation is to be is to learn to release thoughts. Yeah. So you're having this conversation. It's a fake relationship. You realize yeah. you're in it. You want to let it go. He said people beat themselves up when they meditate because they're trying to think of nothing and a thought enters. Uh -huh. And he says, no, this is like the gym. Yeah. It's okay when the thought enters. The rep is when the thought goes away. And so actually as you are meditating and you are getting distracted, but then you learn to release it, that is the muscle, the mental muscle yeah. growth that occurs from meditation. Mm -hmm. And eventually you get those longer thoughtless gaps, which is enlightenment. But mm -hmm. in the day-to-day, -day, this is the benefit that he says, is that you sit there and you do get distracted and you just get yeah. rep after rep after rep. That's exactly what it should be. It's out a, yeah. of your head. And that's actually, in his mind, one of the best parts about meditation. Yep, exactly as it should be. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing we can just talk about, I don't know if you wanted to, but I think we should do this every week. Tom Hanks went up. Did you have any thoughts about the video? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to watch the whole thing. You actually. haven't seen it? Well, I watch parts. I actually watched like V1 or something. But I'm very excited to watch this video because I think he's great. Yeah. I was watching him tell stories and be emotive and get in character he's and so take good. things to yeah. 10 out of 10. I really liked it. We talk about other people's sense of humor and things like that. He's highly underrated. Yeah. He's highly no, underrated. No, I watched it and I went, I'm really excited to watch this finished product because I think there's a lot of stuff that he does. And I don't think any particular point will make me go, wow, I've never heard that before. But I don't think that's the point. I think the point is he's excellent mm -hmm. at using his voice, at using his body, at telling stories. And that definitely I could learn from him. So I'm there's, stoked for There's even more than I that I i think gotten this because i have the same sense when i watch him it's like he's he's up there it's phenomenal people. sits in a sits in a room with a bunch of mm -hmm. other celebrities and runs the show yep yep in a way that is he owns it but it's a friendly ownership no, everyone loves him. you don't begrudge him for yeah. it yeah yeah so that's my thought what is yours my thought yeah i i think i missed some of it i don't like i don't it's a good video. I think all the points are true, but I think there's more to Tom Hanks, but this isn't a video about Tom Hanks. That's the thing. The video yeah. sometimes gets circumscribed by the angle that we're taking. Yeah, yeah. And there is more to Tom Hanks than this. But truly, I think, again, what it comes down to, if I had to, like, rate the things, is his infectious energy is a huge part of it. Yeah. Again, what I learned when I watch him is the modulation. His ability to, it seems, entertain himself mm. is really, really powerful and i saw that we're doing a craig ferguson video and craig has the same thing in yeah. both of them i see they excite themselves as they tell stories or they yes. tell jokes they're not doing it to try to entertain but it also doesn't seem like there is a struggle to energize no. they just get excited by what they're saying mm -hmm. and i think that that's really powerful yeah that, that's what i took away from the video that i want to have more of and he's eminently replicable in the sense that like a craig ferguson or you take a, a robin williams or russell brand sometimes those guys operate at such a oh, speedy man. level of wit that you're like what am i gonna do i can't be russell brand <laughs> yeah <He's> so eloquent <laughs> so fast but tom hanks isn't doing anything that is impossible to do yeah, he's just doing it excellent. he's doing it really well so he's somebody that you can learn from so i, I yeah my biggest thing is i wish we had a sexier title because i think this video deserves to get me yeah. a ton of views you know yeah. what i mean like i It'll think he's right. a great 
person to learn from. Sure. So we're, by the way, last, gosh, I'm talking so effing much today. We're working on Craig Ferguson. We're working on this Avengers video is going to come out next. And I also was thinking if it's interesting, let me know and give me the no's as well. I don't just want to get three yeses and be, oh, it's a yes. Like, tell me if this is dumb, but of doing a breakdown of maybe the top what I consider three to five most charismatic people, not coming at it from an angle of here's a particular benefit, rather here's what is interesting about the five most charismatic people. Yeah, yeah, here's yeah. here's what they have that like really pushes them over the edge. Do you have a clear five that you think stand out above the rest? I mean, I could start to discuss, I think. No, no, I just meant that wouldn't be, I, if I had to make that video, I'd feel I'd like, work oh, am I forgetting? So here's who I would think. I think Tony Robbins for his influence can't be denied. I yeah. mean, he changes lives. His personal change. Literally in 20 minutes. Sure. Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, I think Russell Brand deserves a spot in this five, and then people make fun of me because I've done so many videos about him, but there's nobody more eloquent. And then I have, oh, it could be Will Smith, could be, could be Craig Ferguson, you know, could be, who are you thinking? So I feel like Obama Obama's incredible there, based on who he was but like now we're like yeah Trump won anyone can be president but it's like this guy had the least experience he's African-American his name is Barack Hussein Obama yeah and he came in and became president yeah that's crazy that's so crazy Obama's Obama's great like if you're looking at results which I think charisma should be measured based on it's a, he's it's also got a very different style he's more He's not going to explode in the room like Russell Brand. No, might. he's more measured, but he inspires. And I think he commands respect in yeah. a way that is that is very impressive. Maybe, maybe I would say for him. Uh, yeah, dude, honestly, so by a lot of presidents could. could well, this make is it why I'm there. saying it's tough to have just five, right? Because yeah. Bill Clinton's allegedly amazing. Not as much footage of him. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's, it's yes, he won, and it's obvious now. But the fact that Obama became president is crazy to me. Yeah, not bad, just like wow. That yep. guy did something right. So anyway, so I, I think I feel confident. I agree with your other three. I think Tony Robbins. Well, my, at least my, your top two. Oprah. My top two are Tony and Oprah. Yeah. And then Russell is in the five, I think. And then I, I'm not totally sure. I would toss Obama in there. Let me think mm -hmm. who else. Will Smith, I think, is very impressive. But in a less, I don't want to say one of a kind. I mean, truly is amazing. But it's like there's one Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. There's one Oprah. You know what I mean? These people that came from. Now, Will Smith came from poverty, too. But he's like came from these impoverished things to become these huge brands onto themselves. And yeah. then Obama, I think, is just in, in a crazy story. I'm trying to think who else I would put in there. Will Smith used to be in there. Bill Clinton, I just if there's more footage, I'm, I'm positive he would get to be in Stories there. Stories about him are incredible. Yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about it. Cool. All right. That's that. Thank you, guys. Episode 16. <laughs> it's done. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.